rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 62 of the Cosmic Force. And tonight's episode is Star Tours Week. Yes, that's right. We are touring all of some of the most memorable plants in the Star Wars universe. And tonight we are talking about Mustafar. We're going to talk about why we as comic fans love Mustafar, uh, give a little bit of a brief history, and then some of our personal favorite stories and possibly even some weird ones. So let's go ahead and say hi to the rest of the team tonight, starting where we always do with Emma. Emma, how are we doing tonight? Yeah, hi guys. Doing much better than I was last week. Sorry about that, everybody. I legitimately thought I had COVID. I felt horrible and like could barely sit up even. It was just bad. But we're here now. Um, we're better. Didn't have COVID. That's good. Um, That's always good. Yeah, always good. Always good. I have to shout out uh, Tyler's new iPhone. Image is looking sharp. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I noticed yes. it like right away. Um, also, After four years, I finally decided to upgrade the phone. So there you with go. the upgrade the I phone, I get an upgrade choice. Camera. Great choice. Great <laughs> choice. Just for this, honestly. Um, second thing. Uh, Star Tours, um, Star Tours week. I was really excited about this because Star Tours means a lot to me um, as someone that loved the ride as a kid, still love it now. Um, I learned a fun fact about Star Tours, and this fits nowhere in the episode, so I decided to throw it in my intro. Uh, Did you all know that the droid that kind of gives you the safety talk at the beginning, uh, you know, before you board the the Star Speeder, that is Allison Janney that voices that droid. And uh, it's always, I think she's super iconic. Like the droid, you know, she's like, and remember, smoking is never permitted on any Star Tours flight. Like, it's just so iconic. Like, love it. So I want to give everybody a fun piece of trivia before we get going. Um, We are starting with the facts bright and early Straight facts. Uh, Yes. Caleb, did you know that piece of information? Because I, I did not know that. No, I did not. And it's like... I, I did write it like less than a year ago, but totally blanked on that a uh, bit of trivia there. So no, it's um it's exciting, you know. You know, it's kind of nice that because last week was going to be our Mandalorian episode, but we'll push that. So now that we actually have a uh, Mandalorian episode, now we, that we have the comic, but I, I'm real excited about Star Tours. I'm we I feel like we lucked out in that we got Mustafar uh, because that's a very popular planet but there's enough uh it's not so much that we're overwhelmed with uh too many things to pick so we're gonna have a really good episode here it's gonna be hot 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 it is going to be hot tonight and speaking of hot let's go that's my attempt at an eric transition right there timothy for our last host of the night how are you doing oh my god very much uh, i'm very much appreciating that transition Hello. Um, yes. If for those of you following along at home, um, if y'all were watching the living force on Monday night, I brought my wife's pool hat to the party. So, um, and just, it's not just me. Remember we, we have our friend Jacob, right. That's been here. He also, no way. way. (laughs) 
Um, he's going to hang out with us here uh, for, I, for the yeah, show. I wish I, I wish I had a pool hat. I feel left Damn. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, had to represent. Um, I don't know that we'll find a pool on the location that we're going this week. Um, <laughs> but I do want to mention, um, so one a really cool thing happened uh, last week. I know we didn't have the show, um, but I actually got to meet one of you guys. And that was super freaking exciting. Uh, the last oh, member, shoot. I the, wish the I last the member picture, that you hadn't. Uh, yeah, met yet. yeah. I completely that. forgot about the picture until just now. Um, but we'll show Caleb it next week. And his, yes, perfect. Um, Caleb and his lovely wife uh, came up around our neck of the woods um, to Tennessee, and we were like, we have to make dinner happen. Um, and it was so fun. We hung out for a couple hours, got some really good food, um, and y'all are just the best people. So Aww. I think so I have awesome. I have now I have now officially met everyone on the Cosmic Force and it makes my heart so full. So. Oh, I love that so much. When I saw the picture, I had no idea you guys were were going to meet and uh when I saw the picture in Slack, it just like it warmed my heart. I loved it. Yeah, exactly. we spr- sprung I'm also it on everybody. I want to meet Caleb. <laughs> I, I was about to say like I'm I've now met you in person. I've met Corey before in person. So I'm two down what 30 well, to well, go. I was going to say you're yeah, let, let, like don't that. downplay that. Like you've known Corey for <laughs> yeah. a, a, a few years of your life. Yes. A few years here now. Yes, but now I said I'm two down like 30 to go. So we'll we'll make the, these other uh, touch points happen soon. But no, uh, Tim you're too kind and it was great meeting you and your wife. Uh, as I was telling but uh, you know uh, Tyler before in the pre-show it essentially turns out that Tim and I are almost the exact same person like it's we're our lives are eerily similar <laughs> it, our <laughs> wives have the exact same name too it's strange oh that's yeah. right yeah oh the, we, we have we have several locations and like like people that we kind of know even though we've never lived close together like it's mm-hmm. it's a whole thing wild. so yeah it was it was a good time Exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next time, which, as I said, and it, I hope it's true, hopefully will be before next celebration. Please. I hope so. I you hope know, we so. should we should have a Utini con. I totally I couldn't agree there with that you know, anymore. As most of us are on the East Coast. Most of us are on the East Coast. Like, yeah, so. you, even, Tyler, you're mentioning you go to Gatlinburg even. a lot. I go to Gatlinburg, I feel like every two or three years. So like we there can definitely some, there's some huge cabins, guys. That's all I'm saying. We can make this happen. Let's I think I think we should do it. I mean, as someone that isn't going to celebration, I know a bunch of people on the team aren't gonna be able to make it just because it's in Europe. Like, we should just do it. I think I think now's the time. Now's the time to do it. <laughs> make it work. Well, that would be an amazing time and tonight's going to be an amazing time yes but if you're joining us for the first time welcome we do eventually get to get to talking about comics because we are a star wars comics podcast and we broadcast live right here on youtube.com slash utini every wednesday night at 8 p.m but if you can't join us live that is okay because we are also available on all of your pod- favorite podcasting platforms we are also part of the utini network uh podcast network of shows and a discord channel at utini.com slash discord with more than 1,000 members with dozens of channels of topics to choose from if you like what you see and you want to say thanks then head on over to our patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini where for as little as five dollars a month you can gain exclusive access to the entire utini podcast network of shows as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities so um We've been, we were, we were out last week. And mm-hmm. um, so I don't, there were a couple of comics last week, but uh, we had, a, we had two pretty big ones this week uh, in, in our weekly pull list. Um, so Emma, do you have, do you have those pulled up? Uh, sure you want to read those? Yes. Yes, I will. Let's start with the big in uh, the first issue of the Mandalorian adaptation called chapter one, the Mandalorian, which 
if I'm guessing by that title, I think they're all just going to be named after the episodes, uh, respectively. Anyhow, uh, the writer is Rodney Barnes. Pencils by Georges Gianti. Inks by Carl Story. Colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. Letters by Joe Caramanga. And the cover is by Addie Granov. I read this during my lunch break, and um, I was like, ooh, this is good. Like, this is a good adaptation. I like it. I, I think... I think we should do, if we don't already have it on the books, I feel like I might have it on the books, but if we don't, we definitely need to do a, an episode about adaptations, like, in general, because this kind of got my mind thinking about, like, what good adaptations are made of, what bad adaptations are made of, and I think that this is one of the good ones, so. I love um, that. Yeah, exactly. we gotta do it. Gotta yeah, do and it. it was a it was a really good episode. Very, uh, it played it very straight for like a fair term. Like, you know, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this is exactly how I remember the being like yes engrossed when I first saw the uh the the very first episode. I remember it very vividly watching that first episode, and it was nice kind of reliving that through a slightly different medium. So, yeah. and and the pace was good too. I, I could see how you know it might be a little too fast. You know, you've, you've only got what like thirty pages. Uh, for this one was episode, a, but it, it was fine. Yeah, this is a longer issue than yes. most. Like, I think it, it will be moving forward. It's like 36 pages as opposed to like 22 for your average comic yeah. book. So, this is a, if you're, this is a very value centric uh, comic if you like that. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. And, and pick up that first issue. It's going to be valuable. Pick up that first <laughs> issue. Yes, I might have reserved one or two or seven. I, I'm, I've kind of lost track. That a boy. And I'm a little scared to get down to, to my local comic store. Um, but yes, uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a comic adaptation. So there's not going to be too, there's not going to be anything new from a story-wise. This is purely an, an opportunity to see this story uh, play out in the comics. Um, our boy Grogu gets his first official comic appearance. He technically was on the cover of a Darth Vader issue a couple months mm -hmm. ago, but this is technically his first comic appearance, which, uh, you know, so that could be of some value there. Um, but yeah, this is, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we did hear, Emma, we did hear that at uh, Star Wars Celebration that this book is already, like prior to today, was already a 2022 bestseller. That's right. Um, due to the number of pre-sales for this book. So uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to pick it up yet, hurry because your ch opportunity to get first uh, first prints might be few and far between if you don't run out and get it, uh, get it pretty quickly. Yeah, I need to order it like after the show. Actually, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, ah, oh, gotta get my physical copies. We all know I'm a I'm a digital girl, but gotta get Grogu and Mando's first appearance. <laughs> all right, there was another uh, comic out today. It was Bounty Hunters number twenty five, um, and this one is uh, subtitled "Raid on the Vermilion Part Two." Written by Ethan Sachs, pencils and inks by Paolo Villanelli, colors by RF Prianto. Uh, letters by Travis Lanham, and the cover by Giuseppe Camincoli. Uh And I thought this was a really interesting issue. I, I, um, I'm going to save it, actually, uh, for, for later. I have an interesting story about my reading experience for, for this one, um, but I'll save it. So anyways, um, as always, all of the links um, for these two issues are down in the description below if you'd like to pick them up for yourself, and I highly recommend you do. I haven't read this one yet, but I do remember at Celebration, the preview pitch for this was who wins in a fight, Bosk or the Knights of Ren? Find <laughs> out in Bounty, Bounty Hunters issue number 25. That was that was how yeah. they sold this. And it was like, 
okay, you have my attention now. Yeah, which is a good pitch. Accurate. I said, I haven't read it yet, but my money's on Bosk, I think. I, I think that I think I'm leaning that way, too. Like, I, I, haven't th- read, like, I haven't read it either. I like again, I haven't read it yet, but I imagine maybe he gets the limbed a little bit like he loses some parts. But, you know, he's a friend ocean that comes back. It would be a very Star Wars thing to happen. Exactly. Especially because there's a, a lightsaber is involved. So, I mean, I think. Let me let me let me rephrase my answer, because Bosk never really wins fights <laughs> so true. but he never really loses either. he just survives he just survives he just, the fight. yeah mm-hmm. yeah some some <laughs> something happens and he like you know i'll get you next time tune in next week for you know the adventures many adventures of boss the bounty hunter <laughs> um so that's kind of i i envision that i envision bosk escapes with the least amount of recuperation time maybe 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 that's how i'll say it mm. perfect yeah, definitely. All right, Kayla, we've got some, oh, uh, yes. some R of the Week this week. Yeah, we had a couple submissions. Uh, we had a bit of a discussion, some voting, but overall, we had to pick one only one winner. So this week, it goes to Blind Fates with his art from uh, Republic number 66. Uh, you can't go wrong with a Jandersma ink Absolutely pencil, like a really great uh, action shot. Again, artist was Jandersma, the colorist was uh, Brad brad anderson and this just has some of the you know members of the jai council just like laying waste to a um uh a bunch of uh i haven't read the issue but it looks like smugglers here are just you know they're just it's an action shot of jedi versus mook and it's 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 great you know is this it's i forget uh, is this the exact same team that tried to take down palpatine right it, it looks like it, it looks that way. Yeah, yeah I was does. about to say because I, I don't remember. I think uh, Chrome, the uh, our uh, was it Wolf's not Wolf Sands in the uh, the Zabrak. Was he in there when he tried to take down Palps? Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, and, that's a good observation. I did not notice yeah, that. Yeah. So it shows that I guess they're trying to show that no, this team was really, really good. It's just <laughs> Palpatine's, you know, kind of a badass himself. They so. didn't just send in the B team. <laughs> exactly. So some really great art here art here so thank you for that submission uh blind fates uh you know for the other ones out there we'll be doing this again next week so submit your art on our discard tag discord tag us let us know uh put it hit us up on twitter anything like that we'll get you uh we'll get you featured here one of these weeks yeah absolutely that's that's it's it's good stuff i i need to read the republic series i read I feel like I read, you know, one of the volumes of it for an episode of Legends Look Back, back when I was temp producer, and um, I remembered it being very good. Um, mm. That's about all I can say, but, like, there's a lot of it. Um, you know, like you said, that was from uh, issue 66, and I think there's, like, 80 or something of them total, so I think there's a lot of good stuff there. It is on the top of my to-do list when I get when I get caught up with reading, which I know is an oxymoron because exactly. we never we we, we never, never get caught up in reading. It's not possible is to start going back and 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 reading uh reading these old comics yeah. um, because I have because Same. I haven't read anything prior to 2015. Uh, well, I shouldn't say anything. I've read a very minimal amount of yeah. of, of content before Same. 2015. Um, and yeah, so I'm gonna I'm I'm looking forward one day. Maybe, maybe not tomorrow, but one day I will get around to doing that. So, all right, let's get into what we're reading this week. And uh, I don't really have any, anything too much. Caleb, he said he didn't really have anything too much. But Timothy, you just added something to the notes uh, that I wanted to highlight because I want to let Emma finish this segment. Yes. Um, also, because 
you finished the Rogue Squadron comics. Awesome. I did. Yeah. How are those? I've been blowing through the books um, and loving every step of the way, um, especially Wraith Squadron stuff. But once I'm in a holding pattern right now, I finished um, X-Wing Solo Command. And then before, I think it was right before I got into that one, um, or it was going into the next one, Skuma Joe actually got to shout him out um, in Discord. He mentioned that I should probably read the X-Wing Rogue Squadron comics before I read any of the other books. Um, And I am so glad he said that because um, that book pretty much picked up everything that the comics left off with. Um, And that whole series is a prequel to the very first X-Wing book. So then to get eight books later before the comics kind of become relevant again, I don't know. It was really cool. Um, Comics were a little difficult. I'm not going to lie. Just kind of dated and and getting into it, but it really finished off with a bang. You could see the art kind of progress as it went through. Um, So as I'm, I'm, I'm outside of the, uh, of the big race that Tyler and Jared and everybody are doing, but I feel very accomplished because I have read like, (laughs) eight of these books um and to, to throw the comics in there too was really cool so exactly. very notable it, that's awesome each issue counts as a book right oh yeah of course, of course. <laughs> oh well that no case, no i know the competition out of the water right now no, no, i no. like that rule no on a on, on goodreads i believe i counted them as uh as in their volumes so whatever the trades yeah. were i think that's, that, that's what counted. i don't i don't yeah. i don't put my comp my i don't put my floppies on right. on goodreads i wait until the trade paperback comes out so i yep. do it gets me to my goal faster <laughs> I, I mean, I the flip side of the same coin. I don't because I feel like I'm cheating the system. Because, well, like, oh yeah, you you, re, you read 275 books, but 195 of them were comic books. Yeah, and so. like, well, I started doing that, telling myself, oh, um, you know, once the new releases, I'll go into a volume, I'll take them out and put a new volume, in, and then I just never did it. Like, <laughs> so I feel I at least a trade paperback is like 150. 30 150 pages so yeah, i think a lot of people can agree that that should count as one right yeah. right that's the same yeah. as you know a, a a three hour four hour audiobook or something yeah. like that so i also yeah. i also finally went back and, and read the uh the high republic children's books um and i counted those the trades are the trades are a little bit worth more i think children's so. books yeah. are still books i mean that's yeah. those those uh middle grade books they're still yeah 200 220 pages 240 oh, yeah. pages. you could you could read it in three hours but it's right. it's the, it absolutely still counts for sure all right and Emma, what did you, you do you, i was gonna say you have a you you all you have written here is comics catch do? up and show and tell so <laughs> the floor okay. is yours okay i will start with my comics catch up I not catch up like the condiment, but like I caught up on my reading. Um, I was behind like and I didn't admit this on any show because I was so embarrassed because for the entire run of the Cosmic Force, I have been known as the person that is always caught up with canon comics. Always. Factually correct. Hands down. Mm-hmm. And for the last I haven't been reading comics for like two months and oh wow, I don't know why. I think it's just like, you know, I started a new job and that's been because really of Obi-Wan and because of Obi-Wan. Uh- Yes, because of, of Obi Wan. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I started to feel like I was missing some stuff, and it's true, I definitely was. And I um, decided that on each of my, uh, you know, little fifteen-minute breaks and each of my lunch breaks this week at work, I said I'm going to catch up on these comics, and that's what I did. And I read like over twenty of them just in the last oh, wow. um, like three shifts, and. Um, it was really awesome. And, and the thing I was alluding towards when I was talking about Bounty Hunters 25 is 
I actually read them out of order, like with the Crimson <laughs> Rain stuff. And um, I had no idea that um, minor spoilers for C- Crimson Rain number four. That's been out for a while, though. Like, I, I just read it for the it's first like time. It's like two months. Yeah, it's, it's, two yeah months. it's like two months. I feel like we're safe. Um, yeah, it's been two months because there was five like last yeah month. oh that's right okay yeah. okay i was like no i was like i'm pretty sure the last issue just came out like two weeks ago but yeah i wasn't 100 okay. i think we're pretty safe if not just like close your ears for like 30 seconds i had no idea that the knights of run were back and they went to mustafar but i read bounty hunters <laughs> number 25 and they started talking about this stuff from um crimson rain number four and i was like what this is like how it fe- i mean to be fair that's how it feels reading bounty hunters a lot of the time <laughs> like what is going yeah, on that's that, that's true yeah but, but this was like kind of big you know like i mean i i knew that they were back just because they were on the cover of crimson rain 4 but i didn't know a lot of the details and anyways that was just kind of that was just kind of funny and kind of describes why you should pay attention to reading orders in comics and you know why what we do is like important and stuff i like i learned my own lesson there yeah. for a little bit um, but yeah, I feel I feel good being caught up now, and now I gotta you know, you know, just really focus on on books uh, right mm-hmm. now. Um, so yeah, that's my catch up, my show and tell. Let me get I need the one cam. Hang on, let me let me get that. Um, so it, when when I saw on the calendar the Star Tours week, I just you know all the memories flooded back. Like I said in the intro, I'm a big Star Tours gal. Um, when I was a kid, you know, I, I loved it, and they had a lot of like. Star Tours toys and stuff. As a lot of people know, I am a collector. Um, as some people know, I did throw away a lot of my Star Wars toys from when I was a kid um, because I like like Star Wars for a few years. Um, we all know that story. Uh, but then, you know, I regretted it. But there is one thing that I did save, and it's very relevant for this week. It's actually one of the coolest things that I own but i don't ever display it because there's not a good way to display it and you'll see why let me grab it all right we're holding on to the edges of our seats it's a gigantic oh, oh wow what Whoa. yo that, that is, is cool huge. did That's you buy awesome. that is that like is that a disney parks uh this is a uh, disney item? parks yep okay. and i remember for, for I our audio up. listeners yes, you're yes. missing out it is but emma yeah. do you want to describe it i will yeah it's a big toy i would call it a playset of the star speeder 1000 i remember well i gotta show you this first like it's it's massive it's like what two oh wow it oh, has sliding so doors cool. just like Yo. the ride itself and that it, all like I don't what, think five can, rows i don't think you can hear it but it's making it makes the like door chime i, I heard oh, a little wow. beep okay. yeah and then also oh the little uh guns. light show up Wow. Um, oh, that's so cool. I remember saving up for this for so long when I was a kid. It was like it was like a hundred bucks. And I remember just like saving up for it forever. And I went down to my basement before the show to grab it. And it was like in a, this old like toy chest that we have. Um and when I opened the lid, you can like open the top uh and you can put like like your your figures in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um I opened it up and I found like three super old three and three quarter Clone Wars figures. Uh, no, two of them were Clone Wars and one of them. Okay. One of them was Han Solo from episode six. One of them was Padme Amidala from episode two. And one of them was Plo Koon. 
So a <laughs> random assortment of characters. Yeah, I, um, I would love to hear just to read that comic as to how those three got 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 got. In. Yeah, I know. I would too. Um, and then you know you can't see the inside, but it comes with like little scenes. Oh, that's thing. cool. Oh, so and you can, can like stick them in and then press down on it, and it'll make like sounds from that scene that you go to. What? This is like one of the that coolest things cool I own. It's thing. amazing. Wow. And uh, yeah, it came with like Disney ingenuity and quality. Mm-hmm. Disney ingenuity and quality yeah. never ceases to amaze. Yeah, totally agree. And you know, there's a little little compartment, and it has a little camera droid. <laughs> so you can you know check it and out. Spared, at spared no expense. Spared no expense. So, anyways, I wanted to show that off. It's like it's one of that those cool, cool, like somewhat. I mean, it's not like old, old. It's, I think it's like it's probably like eight or ten years old, but still you don't you don't see these types of things anymore i think it's it's fun to go back and take a look oh yeah very cool now that you have it out you need to get the the fishing wire out so you can hang it hang it from your ceiling and and give it the proper display (laughs) i don't think like i don't think people properly understand just by seeing it like those it is heavy like i said it looks like full plastic it's like, hefty if, if i threw this at someone they'd probably be knocked out like i mean it, it is hefty i mean i hang i do actually hang like lego ships with fishing wire like i i have a bunch of them like right in front of me i think it would take a lot of fishing wire to hold this thing up but i do want to find a way to display it it's it's really cool and it's got a lot of like scratches and scars and paint chips just because it, it was very well loved so um i definitely had to had to kind of show that off for Star Tours Week. <laughs> Very Absolutely. cool. Excellent. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our main topic tonight. And uh, before we do, we do need to shout out uh, Jared once again yes. for leading the charge. Um, this whole crossover kind of I, I, themed week, I guess maybe it might be a better way to put, better way to put it. Yeah. Um, this was, uh, I believe this was his idea. Uh, yes. And if it wasn't his idea, it's been his project so since it was decided on. So uh, very, you know, soft round of applause to to, to Jared there for, for leading the charge. Um, and uh, Emma, I believe you were the one who came up with this planet, who, who, who pitched this planet. Um, so I'm going to let you go ahead and pitch the rest of the audience as to why we love Mustafar as uh, as comic fans. Yeah, so I think each of the shows, um, you know, when we were approached with this idea, we kind of wanted to pick a planet that was more geared towards what we talk about on a weekly basis. So obviously for us, that's comics. And when we were thinking about um, good comics-centered planets to talk about, we actually boiled it down. I boiled it down to two for everyone to vote on, um, Mustafar and Shootaroon. Um And we did decide on, on Mustafar um just because it's a, such a key location in a lot of the, well, all of the Vader comics, basically. Um, and those have been huge for so many other different stories. Like, they all kind of branch out. I mean, it expands his story arc by allowing him to, like, meet visions uh, and artifacts. So, like, you have Moman's Mask. Like, that ha- that was a huge plot point in, uh, what was that, 2015? 20, 2017. 2017. 2017, yes. Um, you know, he's seen visions of Padme and Shmi on Mustafar, uh, which affected him emotionally. And we never get to see that except for in the comics. Um, he met Ochi of Bestoon. My boy, Mustafar. Ochi. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I remember we all boy, were Uchi. like, what our, is I, Okay, you're right. Our boy. <laughs> yes, he is our boy. Sweet baby boy. 
um i remember when he was like showed up on mustafar we were all like what is this what what is what what direction are we even going in and then now we all love ochi um and then of course (laughs) in 2020 um the eye of webbish bog so um if people are forgetting that it was going to be in the i think like one of the first drafts of the rise of skywalker AKA the spider with the baby head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that baby head turned into other people's heads in Darth Vader 2015. Like it, I had a picture of it, but for some reason it wouldn't work on my computer. Um, it turned in, the baby's head turned into Anakin's head and then it turned into Padme's head and then oh. Luke's head. Like it turned into a bunch of different heads. It was crazy. Oh no, what a terrible thing that we don't have to relive that. <laughs> Um, and the Eye of Webbish Bog is actually what gave Darth Vader the Sith Wayfinder to get to Exegol, which I kind of forgot before I was flipping through to grab a couple um, a couple of images and trying to figure out like, okay, what happened here? Um, he, yeah, he's the one that gave him the um, the Sith Wayfinder, and um, yeah, Vader. We also get to see Vader designing um, his castle and like seeing it be built. That was in. 2017 right yes um, yes right and that was like with the assistance of the momen mask like his um vader's architect like was wearing it and then momen that that's kind of like the um what i remember from it um which was really cool because just seeing the reasons why vader wanted a castle and like seeing how he used it i thought was was really cool um and then i actually i have a picture for this um moment when um when Palpatine brings Vader back to Mustafar and puts him back on that bank uh, with his mm, legs, and literally, one arm as cut off. <laughs> literally, literally as they found him, literally as they found him, and this was in uh, the 2020 run, um, you know. And then Vader has to like find droid parts to rebuild himself. Uh, Such and a great Vader story. While he's trying to find the, the droid parts, he finds the dead bodies of all the people he murdered in Episode Three. Like, guys, this is insane. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, to say the least, Mustafar is insanely important. And especially with, like, all the Sith lore. There's a lot of Sith lore. Most of it comes from Mustafar. And then the real-world implications, too. The IDW uh, Tales from Vader's... Or the Vader's Castle. You know, Tales and Ghosts and Return to Vader's Castle. All of those were, like, wildly successful and showed that, you know, horror and Star Wars do have a place together. And I think that's that's really awesome. So all of these reasons and more are why we uh, landed on on Mustafar for the planet we want to travel to today. So yeah, so Mustafar is a very lore heavy uh, yeah. uh, a planet, mm-hmm. but 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 Timothy, it's not just in the comics that that, that this book or that this planet has left its mark. Where else have 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 we have we seen Mustafar in? For the for those who might not know, you know, <laughs> the the most the, we obviously know the most obvious, but it's not that's not the only time that we've seen it. Yeah, for sure. So one interesting thing um that's outside of the show notes that I I I remember because I I loved looking through um the original trilogy art books. Um so I recently learned 
that um, Ralph McQuarrie actually developed first kind of the concept of Mustafar. Really? So he no he drew, he had some art and I, I completely forgot to grab it. He had some art where he drew like this dark foreboding castle on a lava planet what? and it looked super cool. And then they didn't touch it um, for so long. So yeah, so it has original concepts dating back to Ralph McQuarrie, um, which is That's really so cool because cool. we love him. Um, but it looks like the name first appeared in Star Wars Episode One Journal Darth Mall, which is so random. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> Written by Jude Watson back in March 2000. So trying to think of it went 20 years between Ralph McQuarrie kind of drawing a concept for Empire Strikes Back to then this happening um, in kind of in word is really dope. Um, some notable appearances. The usual suspects are going to show up here, guys. I mean, come on. We got episode three, Revenge of the Sith, right? Mm. Mustafar is, is there in all of its glory. Um, we get Rogue One, which was the big thing. So it was the first appearance of Vader's castle proper. Um, Doug Chang worked on a lot of that design kind of expanding off of McCory's work. Um, Darth Vader, 2017 comics. We practically lived there the entire, entire yeah. run. Um, the Vader's Castle series, which we'll touch on a little bit, um, written by Kevin Scott. Um, so cool. A different kind of looks into the castle that than yeah. you would expect um, and all of that. And then Darth Vader, 2020. We do have one missing appearance on this list, though. Is it uh, the, the Lego VR Star series? Wars thing? Okay, make it two. Okay, yeah. So, so the the Lego Halloween special, um, which is hilarious, and it's yes, very much, very much Vinay. It is very much like a continuation of the Tales from Vader's Castle series and yeah. and all that. Um, but yeah, then there was also a virtual reality game where you get a that. huge. Let's, let's, not, let's not talk about that yet. Let's, but we're not going to talk about that yet. Nope, let's not talk about that yet. I know, I know. But anyways, it also shows up there. Um, and yeah, so Caleb. Isn't it, wasn't it also in Kenobi? It was in Kenobi. Oh yeah, didn't yeah, we also get? It get we also nice. got its 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 tidal moon. You know the 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 fortress yes. in Quisitorius is actually in the same system. Wait a second. Right. That's right. Rewind. Isn't there two VR things with Vader's castle? Let's yeah. We'll, 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 we'll okay. Oh, that's we'll, what we'll you're talking there. about. So, okay, I got we'll you. Technically, I guess then, because you see Mustafar in the background of Jedi Fallen Order, I think, because you're on the yes. Fortress of Visitorious Place, and I, I think you see it kind of looming. That's true. Um, so it, this it, it's popping up a lot recently. Yeah. A lot. It's it's not Tatooine yet, but it is it is, it is very close. It is certainly getting getting more popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but and this is I did not know this until I read the show notes, um, but Caleb. Apparently, Mustafaro has not always been a no. lava-strewn planet. Um, I, I didn't know that. Exactly. According to canon lore, uh, Mustafar was once a lush green planet uh, full of life and, uh, and energy and, and, you know, the normal sort of garden world aesthetic, but it was fed by the power of a, an artifact called the Bright Star that sustained life on the planet. Uh, all of this lore comes from the uh, VR game, uh, not which I did Vader forgot. Immortal. I think yes, Vader Immortal, mm -hmm. the first uh one of VR games for both the people who played it. You know, shout out to that. <laughs> but, yep. but apparently well, did uh, Jacob stream that Jacob, on game nights? Jacob Jacob did a game night. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'll have to go back and watch it because I got all this from the Wookiee. It's like, wait, really? Like 
oh wow there's a lot of lore here in this uh game that well, i and, forgot about and to add on to that i think that's kind of like in terms of mustafar used to be like this green sort of planet with trees i think that's kind of what tross was hinting at because remember we were all like what was that yeah. planet and we're like Whoa, it's Mustafar. Like that doesn't look like Mustafar. I think that's why, because uh, um, something with like the dark side energy. Oh yeah, uh, there okay. was there was a sequel to that series, <laughs> that that VR thing, and the it, it gets righted. The wrong is righted. Uh-huh. It is like no longer a cursed planet, as it were. Um, and yeah, it's starting to try to to grow again. Exactly, because a th- a, in the lore, a thousand years ago, a force user by the name of Lady uh, Corvax sought to resurrect her husband uh, using the artifact, the Bright Star, but wound up damning the world to its current volcanic state. Uh, also in the lore, it, it's, it's been surprisingly busy. Uh, 300 years before the movies, the Techno Union, uh, uh, you know, the guys with the uh, the green faces. Oh, Wat Tambor. Wat Tambor, who talks like this. Emperor Zerg. Emperor Zerg. Star Wars Emperor Zerg. <laughs> when, exactly. he twi- when he twists his dials in the middle of his talking, he's like saying something, wah, 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 saying something, you know. <laughs> Exactly. So, so the, the the techno union apparently owned the planet for about three hundred years to mine it out. Uh, well, lots of- well, hold on. You bought the planet. Let's just let, let's 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 focus on that. You you, who you know sells say, it. Right, well, that that's a that's a very well, good question. Who the, lists how, it? How <laughs> much Star Wars money? <laughs> how much? How many credits does it take to buy a planet? Well, and that's- thing. The, there are native Mustafarians. Do you think they got together and sold the planet themselves? Or do you think it was one of those things of like, well, I know how to get here, so I'll sell you it for... I, I want to know. Like, like that's... I When, you, when I read, bought the planet, I'm like, wait, hold on. I have questions. Lots of them. <laughs> we need the, uh, the, the adventures of Star Wars um, realtors or something. <laughs> Well, coming, you know, coming to Disney Plus 2025. Yes. <laughs> there was a subplot in the Knights of the Old Republic comic about people buying. Uh, well, oh. yeah, well, they were selling uh, planets on an auction. Like explorers were going out, finding brand new planets that haven't been seen. And then like auctioning it off in a giant space auction. No way. And I, <laughs> and I, I guess that was part of the Halloween special too, right? Where uh, the, the guy tries to sell the castle and like convert it oh, into, like, right. into like an a, amusement like a bed and thing. thing. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so right. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Sorry, I I, I apologize. What a strange for the tangent. We just went. It was a wonderful just, tangent. I, I was I was very much caught up by that by that phrase. Bought the planet. So sorry. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said. Well, Mustafar apparently has a uh, an attraction for all sorts of evil doers because uh, the Black Sun Syndicate, uh, the Falling Federation, also built a fe- a base there on the lava planet um also the cis made their last stand there and in their fortress before being killed off by a young darth vader before his makeover <laughs> before his makeover i i appreciate your word choice there very nice <laughs> <laughs> all right Absolutely. so that's 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 a little bit of the backstory of this planet uh um so so now i wanted we wanted to spend uh the next little bit talking about our favorite stories so the parts here that we're going to talk about we're going to give one favorite story, one sleeper hit, and one weird story. Weird is up to the eye of the beholder. We don't know how weird we're going to get. Uh, so that is the, the the outline here for this next next yeah. segment. And actually, uh, can I suggest how we should do this? I think we should like all list our favorites. Like, so I okay, go and okay. Tim and then kind okay. of go back around. 
Um, I'm good with that. I'm good with it too. Cool. All right. Well, Emma, then you lead us off with your favorite, favorite Mustafar uh, story. Awesome. Yeah, I, I hinted at this one earlier, uh, but it's the one from Vader 2020 when Palpatine um, brings Vader back to the place of, of you know, the whole high ground incident, um, cuts off both his legs and one of his arms and leaves him on that bank with his legs burning, uh, you know, just like the exact same cir- circumstance. And then Vader has to like crawl around the entire planet looking for old droid, like mostly battle droid, but but other droid parts to like reconstruct himself with which by the way i love because this shows like anakin skywalker is still in there because that's something anakin would do you know he he knows how to like put himself back together that's not a darth vader trait that's like anakin um which i think is really cool um and and he's while he's like crawling around the planet he's like having to reimagine memories from from episode three and and we kind of see that like red tinted sort of vision that we typically get to see in the Vader comics, which is really cool. And, and like I also mentioned earlier, like he's crawling around looking for the droid parts and he, and he finds like uh, the Nymoidian representative's mm. body as like a skeleton and, you know, all the other skeletons of the, of the people he killed. And um, I just thought that it was a great incorporation of like the empire era uh, and and Revenge of the Sith kind of like playing homage to each other and and kind of also like playing off of each other and that um you know knowledge of one benefits the other and vice versa so I I just I love that story so much and I when I read it I thought I was gonna like pass out it was really cool <laughs> one of my favorite parts from that arc happens afterwards once he finally gets back to being fixed I remember I don't remember who it was but basically we're like they they found as emma said these parts are old and like they were the the whoever was putting him back together was was like fascinating because they're like this isn't possible like this collection of this hodgepodge of parts shouldn't shouldn't work, shouldn't work together mm-hmm. let alone work to the level that vader made it work like and again yeah. just one of those like subtle ways of showing how powerful vader is and it was uh, it's just it was i i as you were describing that i i remember that 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 part from like i guess i think it was the following arc but yeah just another just un, um, amazing vader story yeah a little bit of anakin right i think so yeah i think so yeah you get a lot of anakin's ingenuity in that too um at yeah. kind of him tinkering uh and trying to make things work and it made me think a little bit back to uh the lords of the sith book there's a scene where he has oh, to like yeah. fix, fix a walkie-talkie or something like that yes. or he's yes. just yes. playing with it yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i was like i love that he's still this yeah. like huge you know bulking force figure uh but the man still just likes to fix toys you can <laughs> you can still you can like when when those scenes occur i can just i can only envision little annie building c-3po it's just it's just Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep all right timothy let's all right let's let's hear your favorite story so i'm actually going to stray away from the comics don't hate me um but that's okay that 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 is allowed it's 
Yes. We've uh, we've talked a little bit about uh, the story, at least. Um, I My favorite Mustafar story is the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Um, it is in the book. It's like the opening scene. But what Ray Carson does with it is yeah. way beyond what we see in the film. Um, and it's cool because you get, um, I mean, Kylo Ren is just wrecking shop as one does when you have a lightsaber and you're angry um, and you're trying to find something that your grandfather left behind for you. Um, but so there's that, but then he, um, she, she also, she kind of gives us a lot from, um, Hux as well and, yeah. uh, pride and their relationship. And Hux is like cowering and he's like looking out at Mustafar and he's like, it's muddy and I don't want to go out there. And like, it's scary and people are dying and I don't want to be out there. Um, and meanwhile, Kylo Ren's just like whipping around with his cape and murdering dudes. Like it's a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it, it, it's such a, such a cool look. Um, and the ending of kind of that section is getting to see Kylo go and talk to the eye of webbish bog. And he has to like, kind of, it seems almost like one of those, um, kind of like a troll situation where you have to answer, you know, the riddle mm. just so, um, and basically he has to convince, you know, uh, the eye that, uh, I murdered all these people like, you know, Darth Vader set this up. I guess I'll go ahead and tell you where the Wayfinder is. Um, but the way it's written is beautifully done. Um, so I highly, highly recommend it because it's it's a really cool kind of early Lord dump that helps to set up the Rise of Skywalker. And it's my second favorite novelization of all the film novelizations that exist. She does such a good job with it. My first is Revenge of the Sith, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that would be cheating, the, though. <laughs> that is the only yeah. order. I just, I just no. wanted, wanted to make sure. Let the record show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, That's I 100% agree with everything that you said there. Yeah, Ray Carson does an amazing job uh, in, in that book and adding a little bit more substance that, uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that we were missing from earlier. So, All right, Caleb, your right. favorite story. I, I think I can't look ahead and... It kind of curtails with yours because I think we picked the same one, but I'll start with the first part of it. And this is from the 2017 Vader run. Uh, you know, it it starts with Vader uh, being summoned by the Emperor. And he's told, listen, you got to move out. Essentially, son, you got to move out and find your own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he gives him like you pick a planet, you know, pick your dominion over that make your uh like make your uh home base there it can't be on Coruscant anymore uh and Vader you know the Emperor's kind of expecting maybe Tatooine which would have definitely uh changed a whole uh Skywalker dynamic I think or maybe Naboo but no he picks Mustafar the the site of his greatest uh failure for lack of a better term his greatest defeat and de-arming uh so he um picks Mustafar, he's given a uh, a uh, ship and like almost like crash lands his ship in there scarring up his Nabubian uh, starfighter to scarred black as he you know sets apart and about making this his home essentially and I I just love that like intro there and that kind of dynamic it's a really solid bit there and uh, Tyler do you want to you know move on to your bit? I do so because my favorite section our uh, favorite story and before I do that are we going to assume that the end of Revenge of the Sith is not a story? Because if not, shame on all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's mm. it a little too on the nose for any of okay. us. Okay, I just I picking. was kind of surprised that not a single one of us picked that, and then I went back and reread. Okay, it does say story set there, so I guess yes. that's the technicality. All right, then 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 I rescind that. Um, 
My favorite story is the Lord moment arc from 2017, mm-hmm. which again, it carries right after oh, yeah. Caleb's story. Um, and that is a 2017 run issues, 21 to 25. Uh, and it's because it's, I oh, really Vader's castle. So just cool pun intended. Uh, and, and, and to ha- that whole story of the Sith Lord's power being locked in an ancient mask, and it, but he's also an architect and he taps into the planet. And, and it's a, just, I, I love that, you know, that whole element and the fact that once I, I, the parts that make the Vader story, the best stories for me in Star Wars comics is the subtle and not so subtle manipulation that Mm. Palpatine has over him. So the fact that this mask was given to Vader by, by, by Palpatine also is just another one of those, like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, as, as I've, I've kicked you 5 million times, but let me, let me just give this to you as a gift. And then realize as, as much foresight as he had realizing what was about to happen. I just, I love all those machinations, all those evil machinations of Palpatine. Um, But yeah, I just, the, the, the creation of Vader's fortress is just really, really awesome. And I've, I've, I've loved the, the Lord Moment character uh, ever since I read it. So I had to go with, uh, with Lord Moment there. Exactly. I, I, I always love that. Uh, there's a, like a full page uh, spread of all the different times that moment's like, no, seriously, I'll get it right this time. Cause he goes through like, you know, uh, two dozen different types of Vader's castles. And I right. love seeing like the progressive, like types of people that just get the mask stuck onto it. Uh, because vader kills the original host you know there's one time i think he says a lava flea himself it's great i remember yeah i i I vaguely remember remember that part but yeah i just it's he was such a really cool character Uh, i mean he was my favorite character before ochi uh uh was introduced because he is now my favorite comics introduced character so all right let's get into head into our sleeper stories uh so emma why don't you go ahead and tell us about your sleeper uh uh favorite sleeper hit yeah this category um i think was the hardest one for me to pick um but i did end up going with um one issue from darth vader 2017 it's issue number six and i think that this is a sleeper Mm. you might you might skip over it uh if you're like looking for mustafar stories because this is the only one in the arc that takes place on Mustafar. Uh, but basically, this is like the coolest series of visions I think I've ever seen. Um, Vader is basically, uh, he's back on Mustafar and he's like envisioning the fight. That He, he, he has a lot of visions when he goes to Mustafar. Um, but this one is of him um, fighting Obi-Wan. Um, but this time, like the outcome is like, is flipped. And I thought that that was like the coolest idea, which I know has kind of been done before, because I'm pretty sure in the Revenge of the Sith video game, you could like see what happened if um, if like Anakin had the high ground instead. Or there yeah. was something you could do that, right? You, right? you could do that in the, in, the, uh, in the video game itself and also in Lego Star Wars, the first one. Right, 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 right. It, it's right. actually a really fun moment. Uh, I don't know if I'll have a chance to talk about it, but you can play you play the entire game like co-op up to that point until oh. the very last thing in the Lego Star Wars where it pits the two of you against each other with eight hearts. That's amazing. Nice. That's awesome. Oh my like, gosh, I remember I didn't know that. hitting that moment with my brothers a couple times. It, w- it was great. That sounds very memorable. So it was cool to get that idea that's kind of been explored in a, you know, not so serious manner, I would say, to get that explored in a 
serious manner in the form of a force vision trying to like imagine like what would have happened um if the tables had turned and you can tell also from this issue that vader thinks about that day a lot and that's kind of a lot of what's driving his his anger and and the other thing too you know in this series of visions he has um a vision about padme and he has a vision about shmi and i remember the shmi one just broke me like just knowing that like vader not anakin but vader thinks about shmi is so depressing because do you know how depressed Shmi would have been if she had known what her son turned out to be. It's just so sad. And it just, it makes you think. And anyways, this is like a really deep issue that I'm not sure many people know even takes place on Mustafar because it's the only one in the arc. But I highly recommend that one. I like it. A solid uh, pick. Definitely, definitely a sleeper pick there. All right, Timothy. What is your sleeper sleeper choice? We have also already mentioned this one. Um, It is Crimson Rain number four. Um, And I say that it is a sleeper because I don't, I feel like we're going to get like months from now and we're going to forget this story existed Um, just because it, it kind of exists in a bubble. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, so I looked it up. I think it came out at the end of April. Um, So we have a three month kind of thing. So I'm going to be careful, but essentially the, the gist of it is Kira sends the Knights of Ren to Vader's castle to steal something. Um, and just the idea of what that could look like, it was everything and more that I wanted it to be. Um, and there's a lot of really fun connections in this particular story. I mean, again, souls behind it. Mm. Um, so he loves to drop Easter eggs from all of his previous stuff. So some of the things that he's referenced are that he, you know, he wrote in his earlier comics and the other Darth, Darth Vader runs, they pop up. This is also a very quippy issue. Um, Ren is just on one and he is feeling <laughs> it and he is just, you know, not taking, you know, anything from anybody. Um, and there, there's one point where he comes head to head, uh, with Vader, something happens. Um, and he, it, he utters the phrase later Vader. And that was one of my favorite <laughs> things in the whole issue. And then like two panels later, he calls him a chump and I'm like, dude, what is your deal right now? I gotta say, um, this is the, one of the ones I read today. And yeah. when I tell you, I was dying in the break room. People were probably like, what are you doing? Like, what is so funny? I'm like, this guy is a comedian. <laughs> yeah, it, it is one of the funniest Star Wars issues I've I've ever read. Um, but just the, the idea of um, kind of how that's developed anyways. I mean, all the other story implications of like Kylo Ren ran around with these guys and they also were around in this time and they were in Vader's castle and like, a small small galaxy <laughs> um, yeah. but i love it i love it so much um, Charles and we get- a, he's a good comedy writer like between you know he all those is. crazy like uh quips to vader and then kira's last line in issue five choke on it like oh yeah so i just <laughs> yep. I, I imagine him sitting in his study in his little cardigan and just <laughs> yeah. being like what would i say you know what mm-hmm. i'd probably say something like later vader Later, you know what? I'm gonna put it. It's so great. Right down, and, and, down. And now, and now it is canon. Yeah. So good, and we get to see a lot of Mustafar in it as well. Yeah. Um, you know that they surprised. have to. They have to figure out like how to get in, so they're like dropped outside of the castle, and then they go in through like 
places that were referenced in the VR game. And again, like some of Charles's references pop in and then they've got to find a way out. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing, but really, really cool. Um, love getting to see different peaks inside the castle. Anytime we can go in it has been really neat, really special. I so. noticed the references. I mean, I, I haven't played the VR game, but I watched like all the cutscenes and stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. all the story stuff. And I, I noticed, um, those connections and i can i can kind of imagine charles saying um hey uh hey disney um i'm gonna need something for research i'm gonna need a Mm -hmm. vr headset okay let's do it (laughs) i would absolutely (laughs) play that card i can i can expense this right yeah yeah exactly yeah i can can i have the company card (laughs) like i need i need a toner paper an oculus vr yep yeah, you, you throw it in the middle this in is, the middle of the, 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 middle of the, the itemized list. Yeah. list. Yes. They, they were like, only if you do more work, and that's how we got the title bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, oh. Caleb, let's talk about your uh your sleeper hit. Exactly. Um we did mention this series earlier and how it was uh, one of IDW's most popular series. I still feel like it's not gone up total respect it deserves. And this one is from the specifically Shadow of Vader's Castle. There's a lot of great miniseries. This one isn't like episodic. This, I think it was like a, a larger like trade paperback they put out. But this one, the story I want to specifically mention is the one where a young uh, commander of the Imperial Navy comes in to like inspect the uh, fortress, make sure everything's up to code. As he's wandering through the uh, depths of the castle, he gets uh, turned around and has red uh, noxious gas overwhelms him. His mind begins to crack as uh, Inspector General Vinay becomes uh, essentially the crazed person that we see the uh the attendant to vader and as we see like essentially his his like shadowy band is toady uh get broken into the person that we see uh throughout this rest of the series i really like that one it's that kind of like horror of seeing someone being just transformed by the evil of the castle into something more twisted yeah that's a good pick you uh yeah i mean you had kind of stolen my sleeper pick because I don't really, I enjoy all of the Vader comics. And so mm-hmm. I, I was going to go with just any of the IDW tales, either whether it's tales from Vader's castle, uh, return to Vader's castle or ghosts of Ghost Vader's of castle. Vader castle. Um, because, and, and they all classify, I would classify them as sleepers because they're IDW. And so people tend to tend to miss those. Um, so yeah, you had taken that. Um, so that was going to be my pick, but this was also the, really the only area that I could probably sneak in, uh, the rogue one scene where mm-hmm. Krennic is choking on his aspirations. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. hate that. I, 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 I like it. I, I, I like That's it. Something Anakin so would say. It's, it's, it's you know what? That, that, you're right. That is totally something that Anakin, yeah. that, that, that Clone Wars Anakin would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, never, I never thought about it that way. Um, so in addition to you stealing the the already mentioning the the Vader's castle, uh, I had to I had to mention Krennic just choking on his aspirations. No, that's a so good one. Kind of made, made, made me laugh. So, all right, back up at the top. Last part of this segment. Uh, one weird story set on Mustafar. Emma, well, we're back back to you. Yeah, this one one was weird we haven't mentioned dark disciple yet but a little bit of dark disciple takes mm. place on mustafar mm. and um it was strange so quinlan <laughs> voss and 
Asajj Ventress are working as bounty hunters, and they take a mission to rescue a pike leader's wife who's being held on Mustafar. And in order to do yeah. so, they rent two. They rent two lava fleas, lava fleas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they go to a bar, a bar on Mustafar called <laughs> the Last Resort. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. It's my favorite. First of all, <laughs> is Lava Flea really the best way to get around when there's like things with repulsor lifts and, you know, speeders and ships and stuff? Second of all, who is the smarty pants that decided to put a bar on Mustafar? I'm sure you make bucks, a bank. There's a lot of people who you are think? very thirsty you know? on Mostafar. Yeah. But there's only of, like the little. Is that, is that the... how the Techno Union was able to buy this planet? <laughs> think of all the off duty stormtroopers. I mean, yeah. they're not just, I'm not just going to sweat in my room. No, thank you. I'm going to go get a drink. Although, isn't like. <laughs> I don't think they've had a garrison on there yet, though. Yeah, I said that was that. Oh, was maybe that yeah. right. But still, right, it was right, still. Well, I guess robots don't drink, but, you know, someone's got to sell that Tatooine sunset somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It just it stirred up a lot of questions in me. And when I, you know, read about it again, it brought back a lot of memories because I remember when I first read Dark Disciple, I was like, whoa, what is going on? Like, well, well, I remember when I read Dark Disciple gone through the Vader comics, like, oh, the lava fleas. I remember that thing that Darth Morbin was on that one time. The, um, the, uh. What's his face? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yes. Yeah. I always good. forget. I always forget that this exists. But then, as soon as I hear it, I can see that entire <laughs> story play out in yeah. my head. It is so vivid. Same. Well, because um, you and, know, and to do the like, show notes, like they have to, like like scale down a wall, and like the child yeah. is also there, and so they have to, like that's so much. <laughs> I mean, when I was doing the show notes, you know, I was looking on Wikipedia to to see, um, you know, where Mustafar makes an appearance in canon, and I was like. Dark Disciple did it was it only mentioned by name and then, anyways so then I like went to Dark Disciples page and I was like nope this is like a whole scene in the in the book and now I remember it <laughs> Exactly it was like yeah. you know you could not only can you visually see it but you can also see it in the Clone War style Oh yeah oh definitely like it's mm-hmm. definitely yeah, that far. animation So that is definitely my weird pick and I think All it right. deserves the very moniker. very good weird pick there All right Timothy what 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 do you have for for the weird pick yeah, so this is only weird to me because I don't tend to do horror at all. Um, and I was very skeptical to pick up Tales from Vader's Castle um, <laughs> and everything there. But I was like, I'm reading everything that Kevin Scott is doing. I have to give this a shot. And just the premise. So I think he described it as, you know, those scary stories when the van breaks down and the only place around you is a scary house on the hill. Well, imagine that your spaceship (laughs) crashed on a planet and the only building is a dark shadowy castle. (laughs) Um, And that's essentially what this is. Um, And so uh, there's a lot to love about the series. It's very campy. Um, There's stories within a stories. You know, Mustafar is the framing device of like, you know, they're trying to 
get up the courage of we're going into the scary place, but let me tell you of another time when someone did something brave and heroic and we're going to do that. And then that story always ends when they go back to Mustafar and they're like, that story didn't help me at all. <laughs> that was an awful story. Why would you bring that up? They all yeah, died. Why would you scare me even more? Um, but there was a, the, the final issue was mm. kind of, uh, I think it was from Van A's point of view. Like he was the one kind of telling the story and there was a, a moment where um, you get to see the the initial time that the Mustafarians tried to raid the castle to take it back. Um, and so it's a flashback and you get to see them on these lava fleas and like they're trying to like, you know, run over stormtroopers and it was really cool or lava troopers, I guess I should say. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, really cool stories. Definitely recommend you check those out. I, I think those books do the that trope the best of yeah here's a mini series that really isn't set in this location it's that but we're going to use it as the the the, the you frame know, the frame in the I, I all of those books i think do that the best uh yeah. you know and the way that one ended so lena graf is the the primary character and she's sister to is it milo I think so. From from the Adventures comics, the Star Wars Adventures comics. I think that's right. Wait, Graf like uh, um like yes. Zylon Graf? Yes. That's mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. Go Kevin Scott. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so Lena at the end of it, the the very last page on issue five, she goes, That was too easy. Like we left too easy. Part of me wonders if Vader wanted us to crash here and then wanted us to leave so that we could tell people how scary this place is. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. (laughs) Really, really love that. Like a like a predetermined warning. Like, do Mm -hmm. not mess with me. And it just it just builds the myth. Um, it's really, really neat. All right, another great, another great entry, Caleb. What do you have for our for your weird pick? This one, um, I I came up. I think I think I remembered it before I saw it on the uh, on the Wikipedia page. Uh, this one I'm skipping. I'm not going. I'm my previous two entries were both canon and comics. This one is technically legends and not a comic. <laughs> this is the mission in Star Wars Battlefront 2 the 20 the the first one the 05 one there's a mission uh where the newly minted 501st as stormtroopers arrive on Mustafar to put down a droid rebellion uh led by one uh Geyser Delso a Geonosian engineer so the entire like story mission is based on Geonosis as you it it's fun because up to that point you've been playing as clone troopers and mainly fighting droids but now you've switched over to playing as the stormtrooper imperial side but you get one last mission to kill some droids it's kind of fun to see like stormtroopers and then dark troopers and like the imperials fight droids one last time it was a really kind of cool mission a little short one all the missions were pretty quick but it's just a really great solid little shot through interesting i had no idea about that I was say so we're talking like the original Battlefront two, right? Yes, exactly. The O okay. five one. Yeah, that's the more immersive uh, think... narrating all the uh, inner loops. I don't know if I've I don't know if I played that. I'm not I I I, I don't remember this in a long so time. I definitely I know say... I didn't. I was four. <laughs> well, I was older than four, so I could have played it. I just <laughs> I I'm also much older than that, so it could just be my memory. I'm not 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 really sure. I feel like I, I would have played it played this. It, you, it, it was a great game. I love that one. It's but yeah, they made it was a short little mission where stormtroopers went to uh, Geonos or uh, killed a Genosian 
engineer on Mustafar. I'm pretty sure you can okay. actually still get this game on like um like Xbox. Xbox oh, I think or so. Steam. Yeah. 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 Especially if you there. have like the Game Pass that lets you get the the backwards compatibility. Yeah. I can almost guarantee Now I kind of want to play it now cuz that, that sounds like interesting. It, like the mission there's a lot of really fun missions there as you like go through like you know the Clone Wars and then the early days of the rebellion. Hmm. Same. And tomorrow Morrison can't go wrong. Exactly. Truth. So my, I, I did another deep dive. Okay. For, for, for my weird entry. Oh, is this like a la Star Wars 1977? No. Okay. No, but it's almost as weird. Okay. In a different way. Ooh. In a different way. Timothy, you had mentioned the VR experience game. Mm-hmm. And right. I, do any of you, I remember this because this is something that was local to me. Oh. Do any of you remember... The hyper reality experience at Disney World and Disneyland. I remember the advertisements for it. Yes, called I, Star I, Wars: Secrets of Secrets the Empire. Of the Empire. I've this never heard of so this. cool. This is technically canon. Did you do it, Tyler? I did not do it because oh, okay. it was ridiculously expensive. It was expensive. But yeah. if I remember, like uh, a prequel to was, the Halcyon Cruise. Yes. Yeah. I, well, like I believe you put on a a, a VR headset. Yeah. Or yeah. or no, 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 I'm sorry. It was not the, the headset. It was um what is what is the technology that they use on the show? What's what's oh, what's the, the vo- nickname? Oh. The volume? The uh, like the the, yes, uh, the, the volume. Uh, volume. It, yes, it was it was like the, the 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 beta testing of the volume. Um so here is the story for one of the missions in this. And again, this is canon. After gaining intel on the Empire's operations on the planet, a small rebel force was sent by Captain Cassian Andor to infiltrate an Imperial base located near Vader's castle on the lava fields of Mustafar and steal a vital artifact to assist the rebellion. Upon infiltrating the base, the rebels discovered the artifact was a proto-saber, a precursor to the lightsaber. Despite the intervention of Darth Vader, the rebels escaped with information about the ancient weapon. So this was Ooh, like wow. this was like a twenty-two minute like like that's why it was so expensive. It was like like ninety-five dollars, a hundred dollars, yeah. but it was like a seventeen-minute like video game experience. Um, but they had it in downtown Disney, Disney Springs, whatever it's called now, uh, and I believe they also had it in um, in in Anaheim. But I I remember this event. I remember wanting to do it and I couldn't afford it back then. And, but I did not know that there was a mission set on Mustafar and it is technically according to the Wook, It is technically canon. Okay. I knew it was on Mustafar. I had no idea it had Cassie and Andor. I had no idea that there was a proto saber involved. Like I didn't know that. That's insane. That's cool. I do remember seeing like um, participants in it, like, had to wear like a vest or something and it yes, would like uh, shock you when you got shot. I do have, it is a, it is a virtual secrets of the empire. According to the walk, it is a virtual reality experience created by ILM and, uh, and written by David Goyer for location-based VR company, the void. It opened mm-hmm. in 2017 in Orlando and 2018 in Anaheim. And yes, the players are first met in a small room, which holds a screen and provides a mission briefing, then are directed to a bay where they strap on a VR headset and backpack because i remember reading some of the people describing it and it's like they 
I think at some point, like you have to like pretend to be a stormtrooper or something, but like you go in and you're like on a repulsor lift or something and you can kind of like, like it's trippy and you can look around and when you look out, like you can like touch the railing and whatever railing that you're yep. actually touching is like you see void, you grabbing yep. that thing in the game oh yes. as well. And it's like so crazy. But like According to the wolf, hot, yep, it says hot and you can feel the void platform it. utilizes physical sets, locations, and objects that map directly to the digital environments that guests so see cool. in their headsets. So if there was a wall, guests can touch it. And if they see a chair, they can actually sit down in it. I wouldn't trust in that. addition, back, in I addition, the void incorporates sensory feedback like haptic vibrations, smell, and heat to bring the virtual environments and characters to life. Dude. That's amazing. Well, now I'm sad that I missed out on it. I was about to say, yeah. like, and this is like lost to time now, I guess. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It was like I said, 2017, 2018. So you're talking five years ago. That could have even been like an alpha project for, for yeah. the four. you know i was i'm like 99 sure 2017 is one of the years we went to disney world and i can't believe i didn't know that existed I've, i, I vividly remember that this thing existed and i wanted to do it i just i just couldn't because it like i said it was yeah it's expensive 85 dollars for like a 17 minutes you know game and i'm like yeah i'm not you know per person so yeah. it was but yeah so that is Technically, a story, a canon story that is based on Mustafar. That's a fun. That that's a fun one. I think you might win. I think you might have won that. Yeah. So yes. All right. Well, uh, as fun as that was, we do have one more final segment before we get out of here tonight. uh, That is going to be hopefully equally as fun, and that is uh, what are we packing to survive on Mustafar? It's it's elements are uh, are harsh. Um, so there, we, we've got a couple of, I, I like everybody's creativity here. Uh, Emma, uh, is listed first again. So I'm going to let you, let you take, uh, take lead here. What, what are you packing to survive here? Okay. So I have one practical one. Well, they're both practical, but I mean, the way I wrote it, one of them is kind of silly. Um, I'll do the practical one first. Um, a mask, like a breathing mask, not like a Vader mask. I mean, it could be a Vader mask, but something to protect your lungs because there's a lot of ash. There's a lot of those like noxious gases coming from the lava and the volcanoes. You're going to want to protect. I actually Googled this. I was like, what do you pack? <laughs> I can't believe I Googled this. I was like, what do you pack when you go to see a volcano? That's what I Googled and they said a mask. Um, anyways, interesting. And then I wrote, and I quote, a friggin' Beskar umbrella. Because That's so smart. You got to like, you know, there's like all the lava and then... You're going to like, you know, because because what other material is going to prevent the lava from just falling right through the umbrella? It's got to be like Beskar, right? Or a race shield, I guess. Oh, yeah, or a shield. Race shield. Mm-hmm. Than this. But a Beskar umbrella is cooler. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, right. that's what I'm packing. I, that's I a, like that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like the creativity. Timothy, what about you? It. All right. So the real one is um, I'm going to bring like a portable repulsor lift. I'm kind of thinking like, 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 like skateboard esque design. I can strap it to the back, but if I'm about to fall over or something, I can grab it real quick and flip it under my feet and be good to go. Um, Cause you know, any, any moment the ground can, you know, go out from under you. Erosion is real, especially Mm -hmm. on lava planet. So be careful for that. And it can keep falling down. You don't want to be in that position. Do better. (laughs) Also kind of in reference to Anakin, um, skin grafts look like they hurt really bad. So I'm <laughs> recommending that you bring some flippy floppies. Um, <laughs> yes. so 
flip-flops are valid for several reasons. One, it's really, really hot. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to want to wear closed-toed shoes because then your feet get all sweaty and stinky and it's just not ideal. Flip-flops allow your feet to breathe some. But if you look like you're about to go into lava, you can kick those bad boys off. That way, if you manage to save your feet, you don't have to go through all that extra pain <laughs> of like, like getting the fabric off of you and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, very practical. Flip-flops, and it's very, very practical. practical. Lightweight like as well, easily packable in the suitcase. Can I can I one space. up you a little bit? Please. I I would say Crocs because then you can put them into sport Ooh, mode. You know what I'm saying? You are correct. Like if you need to run from like Darth Vader himself, just mm-hmm. flip those bad boys back, and mm-hmm. they're in sport mode now. You guys know you what know I mean that? by that, right? That's I, like, I, yes, I do. Yes, okay, good. I guarantee you, it, it was not it was not written in the book, um, but I am pretty sure that Ventress was wearing Crocs. And that, that <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely in sport mode too. Oh my god! All right, Caleb, what are you what are you bringing to survive? Well, here's the thing: is this might be a little bit too much TMI sort of thing, too much information, but I sweat a lot. Like a lot. So when I get hot, I just need to hydrate a lot. So I'm going to bring a couple gallons of water, like maybe like a camelback or something. It isn't just a ton of water. That's like, that's my main thing. I just need, I just need to hydrate. Yeah, that's Solid. fair. Get one of the backpack ones and then, yeah. you know, two of the tubes coming into your mouth. You just exactly. get like constant hydration. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it'll be great. You know, keep that fluid intake high. That That's yeah. my one thing is I, I pack a ton of water. That's smart. Cause I bet there's not a whole lot of clean water on Mustafar. Exactly. <laughs> like, like I get real picky about my water. Like whenever I go on vacation, I have to like stop by and get like a, you know, like a gallon of water or just like fill up like all of my water bottles before I leave. I, yeah, same. I like triple filter mm-hmm. my water at my house. I'm, I'm like real like, you picky. Know how, like, you know how Florida water always tastes like a pool? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, I can, I can see Tyler's that. like, it doesn't taste like a pool. <laughs> Also, can you imagine? Or, or, or does it? And I just have been become so. I think that's to it. the case. Yes. <laughs> I, I also wonder, with as sparse as it is on Mustafar, I bet it's expensive to get. Oh, yeah, exactly. Some money. Yeah, I could, tra- I could trade. Goodness. You know, like yeah. you know, if I need to get a taxi ride, like I'll give you a liter of water for uh for a couple hundred uh, you know, kilometers of uh, travel. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So all of your your suggestions are are very practical. I kind of went a different route. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, I because because I, I agree with all of you. The elements are like it's it's impossible to survive there. So what am I packing to survive? I'm packing my own security force, and I'm and I'm I'm sieging Vader's mm. castle. This is very yes, I I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna siege Vader's castle, and then I'm gonna hold it so that I don't have to deal with all the elements. I can just That's live smart. in the castle, and then and then I don't have to deal with 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 how hot it is or with whether or not there's ash in the air because I'm inside, and I'm assuming. You know, Vader, he might have, you know, maybe he's got a, a he's spare a suit laying around. Oh, well. yeah, he, yeah, he's got something in there that allows him to to live there. So I'm 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 just gonna go live in, in the castle. I mean and, and and in Crimson Rain 4, we see he has all that back to so all that back yeah. yeah. So I mean, y'all can come in and 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 <laughs> you know out of the elements whenever you want to. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go send inside. you in first to, to clear it all out. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That, if yeah, there was a I, game I, I, to be played, you definitely just want it. That was smart. <laughs> all right. Well, this okay. has been fun. This is, I I I uh, we we definitely went a very unique route uh, with this. With, I mean, with, with this Star Tours idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. So this was this was a lot of fun to uh, to to talk about. 
Uh, but before we do get out of here this week, Emma, why don't you give everybody a sneak peek as to what's coming up on our show next week, as well as our sister shows? Yeah, of course. Before I before I tell you what's coming up on our show next week, I'm going to uh, promote the rest of Star Tours week because it's not over, folks. Uh, it's not over until it's over. And it is over on July 20th with uh, the Ghost Crew. Um, I am not sure what planet they are doing, but I am very excited to see. Uh, and then on, I'm going backwards here. Um, on July 17th, uh, that says 5-17, but it's it's July, I promise, um, <laughs> is the Star Wars Archives. Um, and they are doing, uh, I believe it said um, Planet Hoppers. That, that's what the episode's going to be called. We don't know what Jared, that means. Jared but... doesn't even know what that means. No, Jared doesn't <laughs> even know. So we're all just as excited as you are to see what the heck that is. Um you know, if it's anything like uh, anything Star Wars archives, it's going to be incredible. Um, and then tomorrow, if you're watching this live, it's tomorrow. Um, if you're not watching this live, it's already happened. Um, but tomorrow, July 14th, is Legends Look Back. And that's at 9.30 p.m. Eastern um, right here on YouTube. And they are doing Yavin 4, um, which I'm really excited about. I hope I was allowed to announce that. But if not, eh, I'm sorry, Jared. Um, it's anyways, there now. that should be a lot of fun. That's a very legendy Bef- choice. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Before we move off this, I yes. do want to for those for those video uh, in our live chat now and are watching this on YouTube. Another shout out to Jose. Yes. For this mm-hmm. amazing, amazing Good call. Uh, postcard inspired art that he's got up here. It's uh, amazing. He also continues to knock it out of the park. So I wanted he to make sure does. that we, we that we shout him out uh, for this this awesome looking uh, key art here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for saying that. Um, I was I was taking a look at this um, during the show. I was like, oh, I should grab this image to show everyone. And I was looking at it and you can even see like you can see Coruscant. You can see Mustafar. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Yavin Four is on there too. So like, yeah, he he did a, a stellar job. And uh, of course, one more thank you um, to Jared. He seriously works so hard on um, all these crossover events. A lot of the work you guys don't um, don't see. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But um, I know personally, I am just like so thankful to him for doing that. Um, and and I'm you know couldn't have picked a, a better person to. To, to lead the charge on the crossovers. And I think people like them. They're a lot of fun. I know we like doing them as a show. It's, um, you know, they're, they, they couldn't be more fun, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, that is um, kind of the slate for the rest of the crossover event. Uh, in terms of uh, the Living Force, they did their episode um, this past Monday. Tim was on it. Uh, and they did Coruscant. I still haven't watched it yet, but I heard... Wes got up to some antics. Is that true, Timothy? He actually went to Coruscant. He showed oh, it. It, it was so much money in such little time. It is astounding. Um, this is one that you most definitely have to watch. Um, you have to watch it. It's so great. Okay. I am so excited. That's going to be awesome. Um, and then, so yeah, they've already done their Star Tours episode, uh, but their next episode, I know I cannot tell you what it is for sure but it's gonna be special and i'm gonna tell you all to stay tuned um so definitely keep your eye out on our youtube feed and and your podcatcher feed for that tease 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 
lastly, for us, um, last week we were supposed to do Mandalorians and comics. We were going to move it to this week, but um, you know we didn't want to mess up the whole crossover thing. But it will be next week. Uh, next week will finally be our Mandalorians and comics, which um, you know, as Caleb pointed out earlier, it kind of works out well because um, our original release date it was supposed to be the exact same date as the Mandalorian number one coming out, and then that got delayed. So now we have it. Oh, and we got delayed we do the episode and then we got delayed. So like, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it worked out. So I guess I could say you're welcome. Um, <laughs> anyways, that is the entire slate. Um, yeah, thank you. Just thank you, everybody, for for watching. It's it's weeks like these that feel really special to, to be doing a live show. And I'm just yeah, it's very, very good vibes over here at Utini. Yeah, this is this is uh, uh, another great crossover topic. Uh, so I really highly encourage you to make sure you catch all of the, even if you, you know, if you don't, if you're not up to date on all of our shows, cause we do put out, you know, four week, four weekly shows plus Star Wars archives uh, as whenever they put it, put, put theirs out. It's a lot, but skip, you know, skip ahead to, to, to this week's worth of shows and really, really, to, you know, take some time to, uh, to catch up on all these shows because they've been, they've been a lot of fun. So, all right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to. You can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show to stay informed about Star Wars comics happenings or follow the hosts individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek, And Timothy is at TC Guthrie 2. For reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the Expanded Universe, be sure to visit utini.com. We also encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord, and you can help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, as well as Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their continued amazing support. Thanks again to Emma, Caleb, and Timothy for hosting with me. Thank you to all of you who joined us live in the chat tonight. And thank you to our listeners wherever and whenever you are listening to us. We truly appreciate you. We hope to see everybody again next week. But until then, may the Force be with you. 